This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Hello, welcome to Unity Community of Central Oregon's Sunday service. Welcome back to Earth Month. Uh, I'm Sylvia Hayes. I'm filling in for Reverend Jane Hyatt, which is an honor and a privilege. Uh, She'll be back next Sunday to deliver the Sunday service in a week. We are so happy to have you here with us. We are a welcoming community, and we welcome you from wherever in the world you're coming from. We welcome you with differing abilities and talents. We welcome you if you're trans, gay, lesbian. We support you loving whomever you love. We welcome you no matter the language you speak or, in honor of Earth Month, even the species that you are. We love and embrace you just the way you are, and we're so glad to have you here. So please, with that, join us in saying our mission statement. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And to bring us into the mood, here we have Soul Shine.
All right. Thank you for getting us going. We were dancing in the sanctuary from distance to part. So we're going to take it to Claire now to celebrate and share some celebrations. Okay. Everyone hear me okay? Got my mic unmuted. Just checking in. We've been having some funky stuff with Zoom the past couple weeks. And so if you were watching on Zoom and it, it was garbled again, we're not sure what's going on and, and Kevin's not able to fix it. So we're just saying move to the website if you are having weird, weird sound. So to start this morning, I just feel like I did a little spoof on masks this morning. Because masks have become a big part of our life for, for the past year, right? Yep. And so I wanted to share some of my personal thoughts. So we're going to go through a series of the different options that I have seen for masks so far. So the first slide, we're going to go to slide one, Kevin. Okay, the lace mask. Have you guys seen this one? Yes, where... It is just a beautiful lace fabric. They look wonderful. They look very feminine and very high fashion. However, you're not blocking any of the spit that's coming out of your mouth in there, right? (laughs) So, okay. The lace slide, thumbs down on the lace slide. Next one. Let's see. Okay, the shirt cover up. For those of you that have forgotten your mask out on your hike, we see this a lot on dog walks. And, you know, you forgot your mask, and so it's the whole lift the shirt, lift the shirt up and hide (laughs) behind that. So there you go. That's the other use of the mask. So let's see. Next one. The hand cover up. Okay. Hold your breath and put your hand over your mouth. So that was the other thing we have seen on lots of dog walks. And, okay, the hand, what's what's after this? What's the next one? Oh, the cup, the mug cup. Okay. We've seen this one time, and it was pretty funny. We just thought she was so embarrassed, and she forgot her mask, and so she just kind of held her coffee mug over her her mouth to to be her temporary mask. So that was a funny one. Okay, and let's see now the next one. A poop bag. Who, see, for all of you dog people, you forget your mask, whip out one of your poop bags, and there you go. Just hold it temporarily over your mouth as you're walking by someone. And get that in there. Okay, now if you don't have any poop bags that are empty, here's what you can do. If you have one that is full, just hold it out and the people will walk way around you and keep their social distance. (laughs) Social distance. Okay? So, there you go. If If you can't mask off, do this big social distance thing. Okay, the next one, if for the uses for the mask. So after, hopefully at some point, we'll be through this mask thing. You can use them as you can make a little masquerade mask. Just cut out some eyes, get some rhinestones on there, feathers, whatever you would like to do. I know Manissa is going to come up with some amazing looks for this, right? So that's one use. Okay, and then another use is the headband. Okay, you need to keep your hair out of your face. Just pull it on up. And you have a perfect headband. Sylvia, I know Sylvia and I like these because we're always wanting to keep get the hair out of the face, you know, with the sunglasses. See? If you forgot your sunglasses, just get your mask up there. So, all right, there you go. So, my little mask lesson <laughs> 101. Now, let's come back to celebrations. Let's see. We got some good ones this morning. So, Mita passed her, she went, took the, she's a realtor, and she went and took her Idaho state test, 
because she might be moving to Idaho, it sounds like. So we're sad about that, but we're super excited that she passed her Idaho test with flying colors. Yay! Good job, Mita. Then the other thing that she has this amazing announcement, her girlfriend Amy has been nominated for Teacher of the Year in the entire state of Idaho. So way to go, Amy. We need some amazing teachers like you out there. So congratulations. That is huge, and we're rooting for you, and, and hope you win, and continue to do amazing thing for those, things for those kiddos. All right, now Nolan Finch. He is on, has started Little League, and he played a game the other day against their rivals. They won. His team won 15-0. So they kicked butt. And also, Nolan wanted to know, you guys to know, that he made two home, he got, he got into home plate twice, and he also stole three bases during the game. So he was on fire. Congratulations, Nolan. Okay. Victor is celebrating. He's having a little challenge right now. He's got to look for a new place to live. So he is really focusing on his unity teachings of not getting caught up in the fear mode but manifesting and creating good energy, knowing that abundance is all around him and that the perfect place for him to live will show up at the perfect time. So we are going to hold that energy and continue that out. So we see that for you, Victor. Um, And then I am celebrating. I know I shared last week that my niece was here to visit. She had just arrived last week. She is still here. And Kevin and I are celebrating a beautiful week with my niece, and she's 19, and this, this past year has been a big challenge for her, because she suffers from OCD, um, some ADD, and, uh, and social anxiety things, so it was a, we just wanted her to come down here, and so we could love on her, and it has just been such a gift, because every time I'm around her, or talk to her, it just continues to open my heart, and open my mind, because there are people who function differently than we do, right, and we get so caught up in, in, People want fitting people into a certain box. And when we need to open up and be compassionate and show empathy and understand that some people function and think differently than we do, it's, it's a huge gift. And I am so blessed to have her in my life. She's sitting right here. Thank you, Brianna. So I appreciate her sharing that with me and celebrate that and celebrate that we're all unique, right? And we all are special. And Eric is raising his hand. What you got for us, Eric? Uh, ow. I'm, yeah, I just bashed myself <laughs> in the face with the microphone. That's good. Um, professional, that's what we are. I am celebrating the fact that Vanessa and I are getting vaccinated today, finally. <gasps> Woo! Uh, and uh, in the spirit of that celebration, I would like to share with you something my girlfriend shared with me. So this is something to keep in mind for the week. The black-eyed peas can sing us a song, but the chickpeas can only hum us one. All right, with that, <laughs> I return you to Clint. The Black Eyed Peas can sing us a song, but chickpeas can only... Hummus one. Oh, hummus one. Hummus one. Oh. <laughs> you. There you go, Lord Eric. Remember last week for his birthday, his girlfriend also gave him a certificate of lordship. So thank you, Lord Eric, for sharing those, those words of wisdom. All right. You guys have a beautiful day. And back to you, Sylvia. Linda is going to lead us through prayer and meditation. And I say in unity that we have awesome prayers. We also have awesome prayers, and she is one of those. So, Kalinda.
Thank you, Sylvia. Oh, goodness. So just wanted to give you all a quick reminder to um, put in your prayer claims online. It should be up on the screen for the link. Um, So that is um, amazing. Do that because we love to pray with you guys. So let's just take a moment and breathe in. Just knowing and recognizing. Hmm. As we go into prayer, you can close or lower your eyes, whatever you're comfortable with. And just knowing that there is that one love, that one God energy that is in, through, and around all things, all space, all time. It is right here, right now, breathing me, breathing you. And in this moment, we are one. So I just know and claim right now that there is an abundance of prosperity flowing into my life and all of our lives, knowing that we are blessed with rich relationships, with clarity of communication, and know that the divine is leading us and guiding us at every moment. That divine wisdom th- flows through through us and lights up our path. Hmm. And I'm so, so grateful for health and wealth and love and acceptance and just feeling that flow of unconditional love in my life and in all of our lives and through everything. So, so very grateful and thankful. Hmm. So I simply release that into the universal mind, knowing that it is absolutely true. Ah, thank you, thank you, God. And so it is.
Thank you, Soul Shines. So, uh, love that song. Um, so please join us now uh, in the affirmative prayer. Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere, present, and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world as we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love and so it is so now let's take a few moments and go back into that energy um, in meditation so i invite you to close your eyes Breathe in and let go of everything up until this moment. Breathe in to your heart. Recall a time that you felt unconditional love. Maybe that's of a child or a parent. Or maybe it's out in nature, looking and gazing upon the mountains and their awesomeness. We're watching the sun set over the ocean. Mm -hmm. Or your dog wagging his tail and you're so happy when when you get home. That unconditional love, bring that feeling into your heart. Let it expand throughout your whole body. Mm. Let that feeling expand out even further Mm. into the room that you're in. Mm. Into your city. into the state, wherever you are, Central Oregon, Oregon. Let's expand that unconditional love to envelop the whole of the United States and North America. Let's bring that love and envelop the whole world, our Mother Earth, and see our beautiful blue-green planet sparkling in our mind's eyes as we just surround it with unconditional love. Not just the Earth itself, but everything all of the peoples, all of the animals, the minerals. Ah, Let's bless that water as we know it heals all of us and everything right here. Let's just deep in that for a minute.
so grateful for this time and this space. And just hold Mother Earth in this unconditional love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. I'll turn this over to Soul Shine now.
Thank you, Victor. Thank you, Soulshine. So appreciate that, you guys. We move through a field of infinite abundance like fish glide through water. Prosperity at all levels is our native habitat. Grace, the flow of good into and through our lives, is our divine inheritance. Now, I know these things to be true, but I certainly haven't always lived in that truth. I have yanked myself out of prosperity consciousness, just like a poor fish being yanked out of water, so many times in this life. Can any of you relate to that, those feelings of stress and fear around money and resources or a sense of lack thereof? I think the whole area of prosperity consciousness, the law of abundance, demonstration, manifestation, it's something that can be really challenging on this new thought path that we're on. Uh, I have definitely struggled with it in the past, but I've had some breakthroughs recently that are proving huge blessings to me, and that's what I want to share today. This is the very first talk I've ever given on the topic of prosperity because, truthfully, I haven't felt qualified. Um, I'm, I'm a person living a very unconventional pathway. I think many of, many of us feel that way. I've been self-employed with huge financial ups and downs pretty much my whole life, and when I would get early on, I would be in, earlier on in my career when I would find myself in those moments of Sil, what have you done? You know, you should have taken your education and gone into corporate America and made a nest egg and gotten stable before you go off saving the planet. But for me, doing work that I am really passionate about and having a lot of control over my schedule, those have been forms of prosperity that are super, super important to me. When I finally did, a few years ago, get on a trajectory where it looked like it was just going to be financial smooth sailing from there on out, it all blew to pieces and I found myself scrambling again. And as part of that, I wound up uh, going into bankruptcy to protect my house from the Oregonian media company. Ah! I never saw that coming. And for the past several years, I have been rebuilding from the bankruptcy. And anyone who's gone through that knows that's a process in and of itself. And now, though, it is fully wrapped and behind me, I am delighted to say. And I just wanted to share all of that in full transparency because I don't put myself out there as having a lock on this whole prosperity thing. But I I have made some shifts that are really delivering big blessings, and that is what I'm going to share today. And I just hope it's, it's useful to some of you who are listening. This is week two of our season of the earth, and man, spring is springing here in the northern hemisphere. So I think this is the perfect time to let nature guide us into prosperity consciousness, because after all, nature really is the ultimate guide to abundance. I got inspired for this topic actually one morning. I was sitting out in my little hot tub on my deck doing my morning practices, which is my my normal morning routine that I'm grateful for, and my yard was literally pulsing with bird song, trailing and cheeping and chirping and squawking and the poo-pooing, poo-pooing of the there we go. Nice, bring it. Uh, Soulshine is adding to our, our cacophony of birdsong. It was just layers of melody. And that morning, my birdbath, I had to write the list down. All of these species were, loved, were being loved up by my birdbath. Robins, varied thrush, cedar waxwing, 
rosy finches, pine siskins, white-crowned sparrows. Gosh, they are cheeky little aggressive dudes, those little white-crowned sparrows. House sparrows, morning doves, nuthatches. We're all taking turns, dipping into the water and then racing off. No worrying about the source of that water. No worrying about the source of the seeds in the feeder. They didn't view me as that source. I was just an odd-looking vessel. Source is the air through which they soar. One of my biggest prosperity consciousness breakthroughs lately has been the realization that God, source creator, isn't just our supplier, it's actually our supply. An infinite flow of divine substance is birthing creation all the time. We are from that substance, and we are with it still and forever. It flows to, through, around us right in this very very minute, this divine God stuff, this substance of creation. I am fully supplied and supported by God, by source, by divine substance. Say that out loud with me. I am fully supplied and supported by God, by divine substance. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful way of being. There is a tremendous difference I'm finding between divine law and the laws that we usually build our lives around, these human laws, the laws that our programming and often our fear tell us we have to follow. There's the law that says we may starve or wind up homeless if we don't have enough strips of green paper bills stacked up or piles of metal discs or plastic cards that can get us things. And all of those are good, but they aren't source. They are just means. Any specific job, any particular business client, any loan or any gift, those aren't supply. They're vessels. Outer sources of prosperity are merely channels for the prosperity that flows from the level of spirit. You know, the book of Psalms notes uh, that lions roar for their prey, and then they go and get their food from God. It's that, kind of, it's that kind of energy. There are myriad ways that our needs can be met, ways that we may not even be consciously aware of right now, already moving toward us. God, source, creator, is our supply, and at the level of truth, the only laws that we are under are God's laws. Another tool for strengthening prosperity consciousness is, is exercising the it is done level of thinking and claiming. Empowered affirmation and prayer, it claims truth and presses that claim. I claim the truth of my divine inheritance. I claim the prosperity and support that is my native habitat. Thank you, source. I now release this prayer with fully gra- full gratitude, knowing it is already so in divine mind. It is done. The key here is to get into the feeling of it actually being done. Not just the wordy affirmations, but the feeling of it. One of Unity's 12 powers is imagination. And this area of abundance is a great place to apply that. Several years ago, uh, I took a prosperity class that uh, Reverend Jane Hyatt taught. And in it, she shared with us a really, really powerful tool. It's the exercise of asking yourself, how would a successful blank feel right now? 
How would a successful financially secure businesswoman feel right now? How would a financially stable, well-resourced musician feel right now? You want a great new job? How would that job feel? You want a great new house, like Victor's going to get? How will it feel being in that new home? It's about the feeling of paying bills with not a single bit of stress about it, just the gratitude for having a place to live and electricity and running water. I suggest spending some time every single day imagining. It is actually a form of imagineering. It's helping that divine substance coalesce into what you need in that moment. Get into the feeling of freedom, the feeling of empowerment, the feeling of well-being. The moment the it-is-done state of things really, really settles into our consciousness, anxiety and fear depart, and a sense of divine abandon kind of flows in. It is delicious, and it is fun. You're not worried about the how. You just know at some level you know that needed, that needed manifestation is already underway. And by the way, if you ever get a chance to take a prosperity class with Reverend Hyatt, I highly, highly recommend it. The third prosperity consciousness tool or hack that I want to share with you uh, is the concept of spiritual indifference or taking God for granted. And I know that seems a little counterintuitive, but hang with me for a second. I put myself through college in part on soccer scholarships at the Evergreen uh, State College. Now, unlike Nolan's little league team, we sucked. We were, we were not good. I mean, Evergreen's mascot is a gooey duck. For those of you who don't know what a gooey duck is, it is a giant clam. Come on now. We're not... We're not eagles or tigers or vikings or even trailblazers we were soccer playing clams (laughs) and worse than that gooey duck well not worse along with that gooey duck is spelled g-e-o-d-u-c-k so we would show up to away games and people would be like what's a geoduck (laughs) seriously so we had several, several years of losing seasons, and then kind of miraculously, we got a little better, and we won a game, and we just darn near lost our minds. We were, we were running around, screaming, hugging, flinging mud on each other, and we get back to the locker room, and Coach Jan, in her usual understated way, <laughs> she says, well, congratulations, Perhaps next time you can behave like winning isn't such an anomaly. (laughs) Spiritual indifference is the art of receiving goodness with an attitude of, well, of course, it's my natural way of being. Been here, done that, so grateful. My natural flow is just awesome. It's the spiritual version of Damian Lillard on the basketball court. And I promise, this is my last sports story. For those of you who don't know, we got a lot of we got a lot of Trailblazers fans in the building here. For those of you who don't know, Damian Lillard is a professional basketball player with the Portland Trailblazers, and he is a phenomenal long distance shooter. He can drain a three point shot from darn near half court, and he'll just turn around and go on to the next play. Like, yep, that's just how it flows. 
It's, it, it's like a dolphin launching itself from the ocean in this muscular, amazing display of grace, splashing back in and just racing off to the next thing. Cool, no big deal. Despite, I do have to say, despite the whole giant clam thing, I love Evergreen State College, and I got a fabulous education there, and I intend someday to support a scholarship. The other angle of spiritual indifference comes into play when we're faced with a problem or, or a situation that we don't feel like we yet know how to deal with. Pulling on divine indifference rather than fixating on the problem, we shift toward an attitude of, hmm, I don't really know how this is going to sort out, but I am a powerful spiritual being, one with all of creation, and it's going to be cool to watch this shake out. It's just a sense of playing with it a little bit, of knowing that that source is there. Up until recently, I had experienced a good deal of financial fear and stress in my life. I'm now, I now understand that when I'm at that, in that level of fear, I'm in my human-only consciousness. I'm feeling like I've got to handle this all by myself. When we're in the fear, we're forgetting that we are spirit. We are extensions of source and that we actually have the will of God, of, of source, working with us, supporting us in moving forward. Fear only exists when we don't understand that we have the power to project thought and the universe responds. At that level of fear, there's a natural tendency to hustle, to listen to that human law, like the one that says, man, you got to work hard to succeed. Boy, I bought into that for so much of my life. I bought into that law so strongly. And guess what? I had to work really hard. You know, I'm now learning, once again, to look more toward nature, the ultimate abundance guide. You don't really see nature working. You see nature allowing flowing. A river just naturally flows toward the abundance of the ocean. Birds just eat and mate and spar and fly. You know, Jesus noted that the ravens don't sow or reap, but God feeds them. What if it's just easy? What if we can just allow? What if we can move away from we have to do to we get to do? when it comes to our work. The presence of this divine substance we call God, it is our natural native habitat. At this level, we stop working on problems. We stop trying to get things. And we really just move into an alignment that frees us and frees the flow of creativity around us. In divine indifference, We know we never have to do anything all by ourselves in these little, mere human aspects of ourselves. A year ago, I was still in Chapter 13 bankruptcy and had no savings. My house needed some major repairs, and I was driving a beloved little 15-year-old car with well over 200,000 miles on it. I still felt blessed, I still felt prosperous, but felt a little shaky and I wanted things to be a little different. And I had no idea how that was going to come about. 
I wasn't willing to take offers uh, for work that would have required me to have to go to the East Coast or overseas. I wanted to stay put. And then COVID hit. And both my sustainability and social enterprise business and my empowerment and reinvention business both took nosedives. And I found myself spending way more time on my ministerial studies and on work with this unity community than I was spending on um, my own business and income streams. However, at the outset of COVID, the onset of it, I also really felt called to action. And I launched, quickly set up a little nonprofit organization called The Rethink that has a mission of of helping raise awareness about not just going back to normal post-pandemic, but harnessing this time to create new and better norms. Now, I didn't have a lot of capacity, and I had no real resources for this little organization. I'm going to come back to that in a second. I didn't know how things were going to work out, but for some reason, I think because of the immersion in these principles and, 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 and these way, this way of thinking that unity um, supports, I just knew it was going to work out. I felt really, really supported. I knew that source was my supply. I did the work that was before me, even though unpaid in the linear monetary um, terms, and to a degree never I had never experienced before on on a um, a resource prosperity front. I just trusted, and I got a little playful with it. It was like, huh, I don't really know where all this is headed, but it's going to be really cool to watch this work out. Today, chapter 13 is paid off a year early. My house is refinanced at super low interest. All the upgrades have been made. I love my new floors and ceilings. Um, my new, a new laptop materialized just before the old one bit the dust. Sandy the Prius, my beloved car, she has become an organ donor, and uh, several of her batteries and electrical parts are now part of renewable energy projects, and I have a brand new RAV4 hybrid that showed up in exactly the color I wanted. I am loving my ministerial study and service. Last week, I delivered the first season of the earth talk for Sunday service, and I had invested a ton of time in preparing for that. Once again, sort of setting aside some of my own needed-to-do paid work components. I got uh, done with the service. I got back home. I pulled up my emails, and there's a notification that someone from Canada, who I had never met in person, had made a $1,000 contribution to the Rethink it just flowed. Natural flow being so awesome. It kind of felt like spirit was saying, relax, just do the work. We got this. Now, I'm in no way suggesting that anybody quit your job or neglect your business at all. Spiritual indifference does not mean careless handling of our business or our finances. And in fact, being responsible is one of the ways that we create conditions to allow more prosperity to flow. But what I am suggesting is just to open more and more and more and more widely to the truth that there are myriad ways for means to flow into you, unconventional ways and conventional ways. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with my business, don't know exactly what's going to happen with this ministerial path that I'm on, but it sure is going to be fun.
watching it flow forward. What we focus on expands. In this time of spring, with all the nest building and fish spawning and cocoon spinning, this is such a perfect time to just, to just observe the naturalness of prosperity. There are layers and layers of abundance in, happening in nature right now. And we are nature. There are layers and layers of abundance in our lives if we just look. In the human realm of rent and car payments and bills and feeding family, I know that it can be so easy to get micro-focused on the money aspect of prosperity. But prosperity is so much bigger than that. Money is just one thin spider thread of overall abundance. Beautiful, harmonious, love and laughter-filled relationships, prosperity. Gorgeous, healthy, capable bodies, prosperity. Special talents and abilities, prosperity. Flexibility with our schedule, how we spend our time, that's a form of prosperity. Even the opportunity, or maybe especially the opportunity to focus on spiritual study and exploration, to be part of a community like this, that's a definite form of prosperity. You are living on a planet of magnificent abundance with demonstrations of flow and fertility and vitality all around. And you are a powerful spiritual being, one with this awesome creation. Substance is your native habitat. Dive into it. You have the power of it is done consciousness at your disposal. Expect prosperity. Enjoy it. Play with it. Allow. Let it be easy. At the level of divine law, the level of your true self, prosperity is. Blessings. Go forth and prosper. Just a dead thing you can claim But I know every rock and tree and creature Has a voice, has a spirit, has a name You think the only people who are people Are the people who look and think like you But if you walk the footsteps of a stranger You will learn things you never knew, you never knew Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Or ask the grinning bobcat why he grinned? Can you sing with all the voices of the mountains? 
you paint with all the colors of the wind? Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Come run the hidden pine trails of the forest. The sun sweet berries of the earth come rolling all the riches all around you, and for once, never wonder what they're worth. The rainstorm and the river are my brothers, the heron and the otter are my friends, and we connected to each other in a circle in a hoop that never ends have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon or let the eagle tell you where he's been can you sing with all the voices of the mountain with all the colors of the wind Can you paint with all the colors of the wind How high does the sycamore grow If you cut it down Then you'll never know And you'll never hear the wolf cry To the blue corn moon For whether we are white or copper skinned We need to sing with all the voices of the mountains We need to paint with all the colors of the wind You can own the earth and still All you will own is me That's another form of prosperity. I love that song. Thank you, guys. Magnificent. So I'm gonna, we're going to uh, announcements now, and I am going to invite Susan Landry to talk about several events. Um, she's been really, really engaged in our Season of the Earth events. So, Suzanne. Good morning, everybody. I want to talk to you trash right now, about trash. Um, I have a question for us Bendites. When we throw away our stuff, where is that away? Well, the away is in Southeast Bend, and it's a 150-foot hole. It's called a cell. We have 11 cells in our landfill, nine of which are already filled. We have two left to go before we have to figure out what to do with our trash. 
when I took a landfill tour a couple years ago, and by the way, each American generates 4.9 pounds of trash per day. We are the most trashy (laughs) country in the world. (laughs) And when I took a tour a couple of years ago, and I stood in front of that landfill and took the tour with Chad, which is one of the things we're going to offer this month for Earth Care, I was blown away watching what was going in that hole. Toilets, construction wood that could have been repurposed for Habitat for Humanity. There was recyclables that went in that trash. There was furniture that went in that trash. Uh, It was just shocking to me what went in there. And if you go on the tour, you'll get to understand why all that stuff, which should have been recycled and repurposed, ended up in that hole. But I came away from there so aware that now I can't throw anything away without being very conscious that it could fit in our in this cell for a long time. And you'll again understand if we take the tour. So this is just a really quick eight-minute video, a little mini tour of the landfill to give you a taste of it. And then afterwards, uh, we will talk about a few things more that are happening with Earth Care that you can dive in deeper and learn more about recycling and how you can participate and to be a better, better Bendite and a better American and better Earth Care person. Have you ever really thought about where your trash goes once you throw it away? Or where those big garbage trucks are going after they pick up our trash and drive away. If you live in Deschutes County, this is where all of your trash ends up, not landfill, on the east side of Bend, Oregon. So all the trash that's collected at your home, at school, or at businesses in Deschutes County all ends up here. This is where it comes to, and this is where it's going to stay forever. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, dumps, which we had before we had landfills. So <clears throat> keep in mind, garbage behaves a lot like a sponge. So we pretend this is a dump someplace, and typically it was just a bunch of garbage piled on the ground or in a hole someplace. Start raining and snowing, the snow melts, soaks in the garbage just like a sponge. Pretty soon you get enough rain and snow, and what happens is the, the water starts leaking out of the bottom of the garbage. The liquid that comes out of garbage is called leachate. It, trust me, it's not pleasant stuff at all. It's pretty nasty. So right here at Knott Landfill, groundwater is 700 feet down, and we have neighbors all around here in a water company that get water from 700 feet down for domestic use. The last thing we want to have happen is have that, that leachate leak out of the garbage, soak in the ground, and pollute that groundwater. So in the 1990s, the EPA changed all the rules, and dumps went away, and we started doing landfills. So if you take a look out here right now, we're constructing one of our cells at the landfill. The way the, the landfill is constructed, we excavate this hole, it's about 110 feet deep from where we're standing, get all the rock and dirt out of it, and we put in a liner system. If you look off to the side over here, you can see the fabric that they've laid down. There's, there's six layers to it. It's a double liner system, and each liner is made out of three parts. And the first layer that goes down is called geosynthetic clay liner. 
Between the white and the gray fabric, there's a special kind of clay called bentonite. You look real close, you can see the little pebbles in there. When, that, when those clay particles get wet, they swell up, and they, they kind of stick together, kind of flat, and they stick together, and it's hard for water to pass between the particles. Uh, ranchers will line ponds with this. It re does a really good job for holding water in, but for environmental protection, it's really not good enough. So on top of that, we put this geomembrane down. This is a really tough plastic. You can drive a tractor on it. It won't tear. So that's, that's the primary part of our system that keeps the leachate in the landfill. On top of that is called a geonet composite. That serves as a cushion, and then we put the set, another layer of the clay down, another layer of the geomembrane, a layer of the geonet on top of that, and then we lay one foot of rock on top of that. Once this is all built, then we can start putting the garbage in. So if I could have my model here. <clears throat> so we dig out all the rock and soil. First, first liner goes down. There's three layers in it, one liner just like that. Another liner goes right on top of it just like that. Garbage goes into the landfill, leachate leaks out, stays in the liner. And we have a second liner here because this is our safety. If we have a leak in the top liner, we want to be able to keep that groundwater clean, so our safety is having a second liner. So these red straws, that's our, <clears throat> our pumping system for the leachate. As the liquid builds up in the bottom of the landfill, we pump it out through these big pipes, and we, we, we dump the leachate back down those, those smaller black pipes down into the garbage. So essentially what we're doing is taking the leachate out of the landfill, trickling it on top and just keeping the garbage nice and moist which helps with decomposition out here so again we have a safety liner and then the liner and the garbage and we keep the groundwater in the landfill nice and clean sometimes people have more trash than they can fit in the garbage can at home for various reasons and so you can bring your own trash here to not landfill and dispose of it in the transfer station here also if you look there's a lot of material that comes from contractors they don't use garbage service there's people in the community that don't use garbage service and they can haul their own trash out here so from here it's put into big trailers and taken down to the landfill for disposal and this is where you can really see how good or bad we're doing on recycling if you look there's cardboard you can see product things that can go to the thrift stores there's wood waste all these things could be recycled and it'd be nice to keep them out of the landfill. So here's some wood that was disposed of. This is going to go out to the landfill and never be seen or used again. We do have a wood waste recycling program over at the recycling center. That clean, unpainted wood can be brought over there. They'll chop it up. They separate the nails and things out of it, and it goes to a factory, and they'll make new wood products with it. So what we do here is we take in yard debris and food waste material to turn it into compost. We do that through an extended aerated static piles. Uh, materials brought to us either by commercial haulers that pick up from curbside collection or from people bringing in from their home yards, landscapers, bringing all sorts of material into us. We try to make sure that it's only yard debris or organic material coming in here because other things just lead to contamination in our compost piles and end up leading to waste. Our process is that we'll take the pile behind you 
and we'll grind that up through a big grinder, break it down into a smaller size while we're adding water to it, and then we'll bring it out and we'll put it into piles on top of air pipes where we actively push air into the piles to make sure that we keep everything aerobic. To ensure that it digests faster and doesn't have any lingering odors to it. Um, I wanted to say something about re recycling. We put everything in that blue tin for all of us, right? It's commingled. And what I learned uh, when I went on that tour is that the commingled gets trucked to Portland because we don't have a facility here to separate our uh, recyclables. So it gets shipped. We pay for their shipping. We don't make any money on that. If we were able to, let's say you had a lot of cardboard boxes, you've gone crazy on Amazon over the pandemic. If you break them down and you go to the landfill yourself and you put it in the cardboard recycling bin, the hopper, they, they barrel that up and they can sell and they'll have contractors paying us to buy that cardboard. But when it's commingled, there's nobody in our landfill here in Bend that separates that stuff. So that was just a tiny little uh, tidbit of what you can learn if you go on the landfill tour. But before the landfill tour, for Earth Care, we have scheduled April 20th. It's an evening, Tuesday at 6.30. We're going to be doing a Zoom meeting with Annie Cash. She's from the Environmental Center. She's going to give a wonderful talk on recycling. I know that, from, I bet you anything, most of us think that if you have a plastic clamshell something, we've been ordering so much from restaurants, and the bottom has a recycling sign, Hey, you can recycle it. No, you cannot. So those recycling signs don't necessarily mean that here in Oregon or here in Bend, we actually can take that recycle. So it's you have to take this tour or get on. If you really care about our environment here in Bend, as well as the earth. So that's April 20th. It'll show up on the screen, I believe. Con contact me uh, 
at, you can see it on the screen, because I need to get you the Zoom uh, link to get onto that. April 27th, a Tuesday morning, the week after, I'll have the pleasure in, <laughs> to accompany you with a tour to the landfill with Chad, who you saw in the film. And again, you will learn a whole lot more than what he was able to share in this short video. Uh, again, contact me for the registration and where to meet at what time on Tuesday morning, the 27th. I hope to see you there. are having a live Earth Day concert on the 22nd. It will be here at um, uh, the sanctuary, but outside Jim Lalfrey will be leading that. It starts at 6 o'clock. And then next week, not only will you have the wonderful Jane Hyatt back delivering your Sunday service, but we're also going to have um, music and a concert by Ananda Yogi. So um, there are, do we have tickets for that, for here? Any? Probably a two or three left Okay, there might be two or three live tickets, because again, really limited spacing due to COVID, um, but it will be live streamed for everyone. Our next thing. All right, I'm really, really excited about this. It's the sacred economics geek in me. Uh, I am going to be offering a course. It'll be a Zoom course. It'll be free. And it's really, it's really to talk about the wonderful examples that are already underway, providing an ability to shift to not only a more peaceful economic system, but also one that is restorative to the planet rather than one that's literally trashing her. So um, I'll be sending more information on that shortly. Our new evolutionary eating program, which is being uh, uh, put forward by our health and wellness committee, it meets tonight, and there is a little bit of a change. Tonight we're going to have a great program. Uh, um, Chef Al is going to be delivering that, and he is going to be showing us how to make superfood smoothie, seed milk, and Celebration Salad. That's at 4 o'clock on Zoom. And then right now, right after service, in about 20 minutes, there's going to be a garden party. The wonderful Suzanne Landry is also very involved in that. Uh, working on and learning about our, our garden here at Unity Community Central Oregon. And then I'm not sure if Zoom is working or not, but if it is, hang out and we'll be chatting with friends right after service. Now it is time for our time of gratitude and our time of activating our prosperity. Um, this is the time that we really point out that although it takes a wonderful small army to actually make the service happen, we have real costs. We have rent and utilities, all the AV equipment that makes it possible to bring these live stream services together. And in, and in the theme of prosperity, um, this is where you get a chance to be part of that flow. You know, A Course in Miracles states over and over that giving is actually receiving. So we ask you, we invite you to demonstrate your prosperity 
and support these services. And you can do that in so many different ways. You can do it on our website. You can send a check old-fashioned style. You can even text in your offering now. And um, with that, we're going to have Soulshine take us into a little abundance celebration. I got gratitude in my heart. I got gratitude in my soul. I just want to say thank you. to join with us in the blessing of the offering. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good works in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. You know, as Meister Eckert said, if if the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that's enough. So we say thank you. And let's wrap with our prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is, because I am, and so it is. The light of God surrounds me. 